This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast contains explicit language. But we try to beep it. This is the BBC World Service. Live in London, I'm Joshua Michaels. And I'm Ryan Little. History was made today as President Donald Trump became the first US president to sit down face-to-face with the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. We go live to Ryan in Singapore for more. Hello, Josh. Uh, The mood here in Singapore has been absolutely frenetic. Uh, Donald Trump arrived hand-in-hand with Mr. Kim just moments ago. The two met, uh, locked eyes, and engaged in a full-on, open-mouth, eyes-wide-open kiss of one another. Mr. Kim, after, was asked about the kiss and said that it felt like a thousand slugs from a can of soup were squeezed directly into his mouth. Mr. Trump, when reached for comment, said it was the best he's ever had. He was referring to Mr. Kim. Breaking news. Dennis Rodman is crying on CNN live. That's not satire. I'm literally looking at Twitter right now. (laughs) Yes, Josh. Uh, Mr. Rodman has been an open... Uh, an outspoken proponent of uh, North Korea for some time now. Uh, He also is notable for playing on the basketball team of the second greatest player in history, Michael Jordan. Ryan, who's the... You mentioned... Who's the first? Spud Webb. (laughs) Cracking stuff. Thanks, Ryan. For more reaction and analysis, we turn to our expert panel in Honolulu. This is the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Yeah. We often hear Hawaii meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is Haole. I'm Leilani Poli Ahu, Ahui Ho. Haole. Haole is a perfectly good word. Welcome to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. I'm Ryan Little. I'm Josh Michaels. And today we have a very lovely, wonderful show for you. So here's what we do. We talk news, we rant, we despair, we laugh, we cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then we talk to a really awesome guest. It, I mean, it's kind of the format we do every week, except yeah. this week, uh, it's following our trend of yeah. no politicians, it's not a politician. It's, he is actually a musician, rapper. Uh, from South Carolina. Rapper extraordinaire. Now I based his in stuff, Hawaii. he's good. Now based in Hawaii, we're going to uh, hear about him and his story, learn a little bit about his experience, play his hot new track, uh, and just have a grand old time. Yeah, it's really good. It's We had a great time with him. He's an yeah. awesome dude. Uh, we like him. You're going to like him too. You guys are really going to like him a lot. This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by... Homebrew in Paradise. Homebrew in Paradise is your one-stop shop for all your beer wine, cider, and fermented food-making needs. Starter kits and recipes. Speaking of that, drop by Homebrew in Paradise, mention the Blue Hawaii podcast today, and you will get a special 10%. That means one dime out of every dollar given back to you on all starter kits and recipes. That's a pretty good deal. Homebrew in Paradise, 740 Moova Street, Kalihikai. You should visit them. What are you doing in 2026? Uh, right now, hopefully finishing off paying my student loans. Well, 
I hope you save up in time uh, because we'll be hosting the 2026 World Cup. Honolulu is? Well, not specifically, but uh, us, the United States, along with... If uh, we're still existing. If we're still existing. Along with... um, Our best friends. Our best friends in the whole wide world who totally don't hate us and despise us and resent us and will never trust us again for doing what we did in 2016. Canada and And 17 and 18. And 17, 18, 19, 20 uh, and ongoing forever. So anyway, of the... uh, of the 16 host cities, 10 are going to be in the United States. That's good. Uh, 60 matches will take place in the U.S. Canada and Mexico will host only 10 each. So it's really going to be mostly us. Go ahead and get your visas now because we're probably not allowed to get in there by that year. <laughs> yeah, and the final is going to be... be what? That'll be the middle of Trump's fourth third, term? Third term. Third term? Yeah. Oh, MAGA, man. Yeah, third, three and a half. Uh, uh, and the final is going to be at MetLife Stadium in New York. Or excuse me, Jersey. Uh-huh. Not in New York, even though the New York teams play there. The Giants and the Jets. Uh, so that'll be something. Yeah. I hope we're still around. Looks questionable. Yeah. Okay. So have you been watching the World Cup at all? No. Best match so far, listeners, Portugal 3, Spain 3. Uh, but the real highlight, uh, Nigeria will be playing Croatia today. Check out their jerseys, their shirts, as well as their warm-up jackets. Best looking uniform in they the cup. They are stylish. And also their nickname, Nigeria, the Super Eagles. That's a sweet nickname. So shout out to Nigeria. Um, I they did not get enough love. Uh, our African, you mentioned like what African team we should root for, and I was just like Egypt, nobody else. Nigeria, uh, Senegal has another Liverpool star player. And uh, Senegal, their national team is called the like Hospitable Lions. That's like what it translates to. That's because epic. it's basically saying don't push us. And Cameroon, that's funny. Uh, Cameroon is the Indomitable Lions. So you I'm better, noticing a theme. You better not mess around with. Well, there's a lot of lions in Africa. Yeah, and eagles apparently. Yeah, lions. I mean, between the two of them. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, world affairs, um, that we still haven't gone to nuclear war. That's good. So so far, uh, whatever the hell happened in Singapore appears to be holding up. Um. It's almost as if every criticism of the Iran deal and Barack Obama was in bad faith. Who knew? No. I'm, I'm shocked. No. I'm so shocked. Uh, it's not as if, you know, uh, they would have crucified him for meeting with Kim Jong-un. No, certainly no, not. Not at all. Um, Which, to be fair, I mean... Speaking of hypocrisy... It, would it have been valid to crucify him for meeting with Kim Jong-un? No, I think like... Well, with zero preconditions, the way Trump... The bar for Trump is so low at this point. Yeah. Like, you know... It's like, it's not that he met with Kim Jong-un. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, I think we are probably... You don't make peace with your, you don't make peace with your friends. Well, and we're, we're probably, I, I would say, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I will. I think like we're probably both generally pretty happy that it seems like nuclear war is less likely. Especially as we are uh, one of the closest strategic targets that yeah, they would like, try to hit. I'm willing to give Trump credit yeah. for that. For not, for not it up, at least yet. Yeah, no, I think, I think, you know... I, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with him not going in there and just calling him like, you know, hi, China, man. I'm here to oh, God. settle race relations with yep. you and nuclear war. China. And like... Chinaman. I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I, I'm I'm glad that, that we're looking like we're further away from nuclear war. I think the idea is that it's just the double standard. It's yep. like... And the more you point it out, it doesn't make it better. No. It's not like... Well, that's you, different. Yeah. They've it, got their Fox News talking point. They say that's different. Uh, 
North Korea already had like, nukes. It's not the same. Obama was black. Obama sent a pallet of cash to Iran to the mullahs. He blah, sent blah, blah. 20, 20 yeah. billion. It's like, no, yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't matter what no. what the what the situation is. There's always a way to distinguish because it. Because electing a black president broke 40% of our country. They just, it just broke them. I don't think it's I don't think it's the black president thing. I don't think like if 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 Barack Obama would have been Barry O'Toole from Cleveland, I'm not saying that things would have been uh, would have been the same. Yeah. And I'm not saying they would have been that different. But I'm saying on principle, the chief complaint by right wing media is not even in dog whistle that, oh, he's black, so he's different. It's that this guy is anathema to everything that you hold dear. And it doesn't matter who it is. That's why they can demonize Barack Obama the same way they demonize Nancy Pelosi, the same way they demonize Chuck Schumer, the same way they demonize Beto O'Rourke, literally anybody. And it's not because of the minority status that they have. It's not because Barack's black, Nancy's a woman, Chuck's a Jew, and Beto's a Mexican. It's that like they can just immediately turn you into persona non grata by virtue of your existence, which is almost scarier because then no one's safe. And then you end up saying like, well, we have to vote for Roy Moore well, because the option, the other option is uh, yeah, exactly. suicide of America. Well, and then if you can, I mean, you can even see this in like, say the way that people have turned on Shepard Smith or the way they've turned on Robert Mueller, the same way they've turned on Rod Rosenstein. It's like these guys were not, they were Republican appointees. They yeah. were Trump guys. They, every single one of them was handpicked by the, the man in charge but the second that they go against the dominant narrative, you see all of these attacks come out against them and they can be more tactful in how they attack them, saying things like deep state, things like, you know, uh, conspiracy, witch hunt. witch hunt, things like that. But it's not, none of that happened because of, none of that happened because of their minority status. It happened yeah. because they live in a literal theocracy of their own circle jerk beliefs. So uh, speaking of circle jerk theocracy, mm-hmm. um, did you see our attorney general speaking about immigration policy? I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what a taint he pointed out, uh, sorry, auntie Carolyn when asked, <laughs> wait, I gotta tell you this. Yeah. Okay. When, <laughs> when I was in Alabama, yeah, I'm sitting down with my mom hanging out, just uh -oh. me and her talking. She goes, I've been listening to this show. And I go, okay, good. And I go, what do you think? She goes, what's a taint? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my mom was right you shouldn't say, you shouldn't use that word it's funny like i've i've said we've said all manner of horrid things on this show but that's the one thing that really stood out to my mom like yeah. don't t tell her that's really crass i know <laughs> uh, uh yeah i was like i had to explain it to her oh god i'm sorry <laughs> it was it was an awkward few minutes yeah yeah anyways so when somebody asked or when when the question was raised you know how do you justify ripping infants away from their parents as a so-called christian his response was i would cite to you the apostle paul and his clear and wise command in romans 13 to obey the laws of government because god has ordained the government for his purposes i'm just i'm number one why did jeff sessions sound like lindsey graham 
that's my that's my only that's your only that's my only southern accent also, that's he, even remote he's not from south carolina's like tidewater region is like that he, is that what is that what yeah, tidewater he he was a but, uh, i would cite to you the apostle paul and his clear and wise command in romans 13 well, you're actually from his home to state, obey the so. laws of the government because yeah but he's from mobile our accents are a little different but anyways we do have a hey, we do have a guest from south carolina coming through in just a few minutes yeah, uh stay tuned yeah anyway so that is like was anybody surprised that the go-to argument that that Sessions uses to defend Trump is the same one that the loyalists use to defend us like staying subservient to England and the American Revolution or the and slavery one? The slavery one. It's like also where was these good and wise commands and your uh, idea to um, obey them whenever it was Obamacare yeah. or whenever it was or Roe v. Wade. Whenever it was bake a cake for a gay couple. Whenever yeah. like. Just shut up, you friggin' Keebler elf looking white hot bag of air. No one no law requiring the separation of parent from child exists, no matter what Donald Trump says and makes up and lies about. Two, seeking asylum is not a crime and should not be a crime. Also, I love how it says to obey the laws of the government because God has ordained the government for his purposes. Yeah. Does he mean this government? Yeah. Does he mean the American government? The Roman Empire that does Paul he, was writing about? Does he mean the Roman Empire? Like, do we need to go over, hop over to Italy and try to figure yeah. out, like, craft this thing back together and see what they think uh, on it? Does he mean the Trump administration in particular? Does it mean the Obama administration before him? Maybe what does he mean when he says that? Maybe this is why, that? like, you shouldn't use the Bible to justify your law it's almost like he was just throwing it out there so the evangelicals uh the ones with even the smallest shreds of moral fiber uh would stop questioning whether this was actually what jesus would want wasn't so also you know uh wasn't the original purpose of the letter basically paul saying like hey romans are persecuting us pretty hard like like try to stay cool and stay out of trouble like that's what he meant. Yeah, not like, I think I think he, he, well he was, the 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 purpose the idea of using it for the purpose that he's saying yeah. is completely inconsistent with the idea of Christianity, anyways. Right. Because what he doesn't point out is that it was illegal to be Christian. Yeah. So by the very nature of your Christianity, you are disobeying the laws of the government. So it's like it obviously did not mean to follow every single law as written. No. That's a stupid argument made by stupid people who have stupidness and anger and hate in their hearts. And that's all I have to say about that. We've got a bunch more we could say about it too. Uh, but maybe that's enough about Jeff Sessions. We'll talk more about the uh, intersectionality of uh, evangelicalism and uh, stupid politics yeah. in a very soon-to-come episode that will not be angry at all. Uh, and then, of course, Tucker Carlson on his show, after Paul Manafort got his bail revoked, says, oh, liberals are okay with Paul Manafort being separated from his family? Yes. You. <laughs> the White House sent out an email blast about the family separation policy uh, saying, congressional Democrats family separation policy, one that's false. It's a Jeff Sessions policy. And the letter said, too many American families have been permanently separated from loved ones lost to illegal alien crime. I think that I think that Republicans the the strategy of Trumpism is to play on Democrats' reasonability because there are a lot of people like us who go, Well, you know, that email is stupid, 
But there are things that we could have done whenever we had control of the entire government to make sure stuff like this didn't happen. Because one side cares about absolute power and the other side cares about pretending it's the model UN and exactly. like playing the role. And so it's like there are people who go, you know, that's a silly, that's an email that's meant just only to make people angry, but there's a shred of truth to it. And that's why it gets media time rather yep. than just being like, this is a naked political attempt by a very uh, impotent administration to get any political points it can with its base, which is the honest truth. Should it we, has nothing to do about congressional Democrats, has nothing to do about a family yep. separation policy, has everything to do with the fact that Stephen Miller, a known Nazi, is running our immigration. He's our like primary immigration go-to guy, yep. which is why, surprisingly, the camps where we put our, the prison camps where we put our illegally detained children look a lot like concentration camps because yeah, like, you got a Nazi running Have them. we seen this movie before? I think we've seen this movie before. Let's um Let's stop talking about national federal uh, federal news before we both I, cry and before i have, have an a aneurysm. mental breakdown yeah. so local news anita hofschneider in Silverbeat. a new national study says honolulu residents must at least earn 3906 an hour to afford a two-bedroom apartment at market rate that's about eighty-one thousand two hundred forty-four a year to well, live if uh if you work one job for 25 dollars an hour which yeah. is what you would make if you were cleaning hotels until your bones we're showing through your skin. If you're lucky and you're union and you get a good deal. No, it's not union actually. For it's 25 a, bucks I've an seen hour. A non, I've, I know places that pay a non-union rate at 25 an oh. hour. But preview if you in do July, that, we'll be in July. We'll be talking to the hotel union workers. Stay tuned for that. Go that's ahead. That's true. Uh, you just need to make an extra 14 dollars an hour. Jesus. So if you do a lot of things that are illicit, you can make that money. Oh, but you know, as long as those multinationals and their shareholders get rich, the system works. Dude, it's so it's so messed up. Um, well, anyway, that's like was the that news? the report that said yes. that Honolulu is the was it like the fourth priciest city for renters? Yes, it was yes. behind uh, what the Bay Area. No, uh, Anita Anita in her article points out um, behind metropolitan areas in California's Bay Area, which I'm guessing means San Francisco in the surrounding areas. Yeah, San Francisco, San, excuse San, me, San Francisco, San Mountain Jose, View, yeah, Palo Alto, all those places. Yeah, um, surprised that well not surprised we apparently for renters anyway are pricier than new york city dc boston at least according sure. to this study well and you think as well about i mean number one they have a lot more housing stock than yeah. we do they don't have nearly the same problem we have with just billionaires coming over buying real estate and letting it mm -hmm. sit and probably more like you can find roommates you can find this you can, you find, can that. find roommates here too i mean i know a lot of people that that make it work in situations that they shouldn't have to but uh the scariest thing about that is we're the fourth priciest city behind the Bay Area, but our wages mm -hmm. are adjusted for the cost of living, probably 50% of what the Bay Areas are. Because the Bay Area has Silicon Valley, they I mean, have you're industry. Making, they you have... make so much money in San Francisco. It's like, But if, they also have even worse income inequality than we do. You got people living like... We we have like you know we have like mini tent cities here. They have full on tent cities. Yeah, but people are still living good in San Francisco. There's a reason people still move there. And all the not in my backyard folks want to keep their quaint Victorian houses and refuse to allow any more freaking full house owners. <laughs> Danny Tanner over there. San Francisco, San Francisco. <laughs> also this week, yeah, I was coming home from a uh, dentist appointment the other day, and sure. I heard a story on NPR. And the story was about uh, technology bringing down, specifically AI bringing down democracy. Very compelling story. Uh, and it made me feel like there's such a present need for action 
on the front of political organizing because what one of the it was basically a debate i think mm-hmm. it was on science friday or something like that and the debate was that uh technology would either completely streamline and fix the problems with democracy or technology would completely bring it down and so the most interesting point that somebody made was that democracy only persists in areas where to the elites that essentially pull the strings of the government it is more expensive to fight it than it is to allow it Mm. so uh, that explains why democracy and capitalism go hand in hand because you can be an elite and build your factory to make widgets, but you can't go and pull all the levers on the assembly line yourself. Uh, the workers say, well, I'll only do it if you allow me certain protections, rights, rights et cetera. things like that. And so the elites go, all right, we'll do that. Which is why we bust the unions to yeah. make sure they can't organize and because it makes me rights. a ton of money. Right. Yep. Well, the point that this guy was making is that with AI, mm-hmm. Now you'll be able to teach a computer to not only pull that lever, but to have judgment about how hard to pull it, you know, uh, how quickly it needs to be pulled. A whole lot of people are basically going out of work is what you're saying. And the point of the argument was that the cost for burdening the elites with uh, the mere trivialities of basic human rights that the workers (sighs) would demand uh, what a Shonda. is going a lot higher yeah. with AI because now you'd no longer have the same leverage as the workers that you did over the elites because the AI can do your job and probably do it as well or better than you. It's getting there anyway. People like people like Elon Musk are going to kill us all. Well, and then the idea, yeah, so the I'm thought is, confident. is how do you how do you head that off at the pass? Mm. That's that was his argument. And so if you're listening to this, uh, that's a very important question, and it's something that's going to come for every single person at mm-hmm. some point. It doesn't matter if oh, you... Oh, you could definitely train a, a, a computer to do our jobs. Seriously. 100%. No, lawyer, I, and a, lawyer like, read document, analyze document, pow. Like, and it doesn't matter. You'll hear everybody say, oh, nobody will ever want... A, nobody will ever have a computer as a lawyer, but at some point, people are like, nobody will ever fly from France to the United States. Yeah. It's like, nobody no, will it ever will, take the horseless carriage. No, it's like, yes, it will absolutely happen yeah. to you at some point. It'll happen to you if you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. It'll happen to you if it's you're a lawyer. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like, it's going to come for everybody. There's yeah. no one who's immune. A computer like, can review a million documents in like 10 seconds and yeah. like find all the keywords, blah, blah, blah. That's done. all it needs yeah. to do. And so I say all of that not to scare people, uh, although it is scared. a little I'm a, scary. I'm a little scared. It is scary. And it's pleasant not to think about it, but to tell you all if you're listening that there's a need for concerted organization and concerted action of everyone to make sure things like that don't happen i have a proposal a modest proposal Um, yes we're gonna we're not gonna eat irish children it's gonna be a little easier than that let's go amish full amish like you know what screw your ai i'm gonna go churn some butter Chop my wood. The thing is, though, is that the the Where's machine it? the yeah. machine needs fuel. The capitalist machine needs fuel, and reject it. It, it doesn't matter because at some point, what they're what's happening is all of the the elite capitalist class is legislating people, legislating people's existence by saying that if you don't, the ultimate goal is to say that if you don't act as fuel for the machine, mm-hmm. then you don't deserve to live. You're a waste of. Yeah. And so that's why all of these laws, like if you want Medicaid or if you want food stamps, you have to work. What they're saying is yeah. the machine needs fuel. We write the laws. We govern the machine. You need to be fuel for the machine or you don't deserve to live. So it's a little, just a little fascist. 
It's super fascist. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is... Fascism and capitalism go hand in hand, though, as we're seeing right now. If you're one of the people listening to this right now, you have the ability to do something. And I don't know what that thing is, but you can do something. We can talk to people. Yeah. We can start something. We can We can vote people who fuel the machine and only exist for the machine. We can vote them out of office. And we can do that by massive organization mm -hmm. by campaigns on the ground by social media all the things that we're better at than the machine is and we absolutely need your help and we don't just need it though on the mainland we need it here in hawaii mm -hmm. because despite what anybody says the machine is alive and well in hawaii and there's <laughs> well, a, i don't know about well <laughs> there are so many laws that are put up mm -hmm. that get shot down mm -hmm. uh because the machine says so yep notably i mean uh how about the paid family leave yep. act uh we talked about that with jill takuda last week how about yep. the styrofoam ban bill that interview is coming out shortly by yeah. the way yeah how about the uh any bill that's living wage the living wage Nate, initiatives. Nate hicks every single the, the machine is so alive and well here mm -hmm. because as we've discussed in the past Hawaii is a blue state, but it's not a progressive state. It's a blue state because we are a one-party state because people don't have the courage to actually say what they feel in a lot of cases. So we have a lot of people who are masquerading as Democrats who are feeding the machine with the blood, sweat, and tears of the workers of Hawaii. And if anything's ever going to be done about it, we have to organize. Long live our Soviet motherland to buy the people's mighty hand. I, the thing is... No, I'm, I'm, I'm with I mean, you 100%. I'm a very pro-business, pro-commerce type person. Like, you know that. Oh, I, yeah. I always come to you with business ideas. Some of them are bad, like starting a podcast You've got to try like to make the, money. The entrepreneurial vibe is alive and well with you. But I'm like, you have we have to be able to call yeah. out... The same way that we call out the absolute inanity and idiocy of how our government operates here in Hawaii and how our government operates here nationally in the United States. We call it the economy. We have to. Yeah. There's no reason why we can't. Just because you criticize the economy and the system because it favors people disproportionately uh, over others yeah. doesn't make you a raving leftist communist. No. It makes you somebody who understands the strrictures of what it takes to actually succeed oh, in the people, world. People, like the, the biggest strictures is a real word, by the, the way. The biggest troll is like, oh, cool tweet mr socialist did you tweet that from your iphone enjoy capitalism it's like no like socialists democratic everybody on the left like markets are not the problem like the buying and selling and commercial exchange no, of goods is not. not the problem the problem is that the game is friggin rigged no it's like the other day i saw uh, i think it was yesterday i saw a report saying that uh there is obvious um manipulation of the bitcoin market yeah and that only happens which i've for, for what it's worth, I'm not in the Bitcoin market. I just came across my my news websites, whatever it is I'm reading, uh, my bubble, because uh, there's obvious manipulation in the Bitcoin market. They targeted it. They showed here's all the trades that were made that pushed up the price of Bitcoin. Here's all the ones that, that brought it down. They the have, same thing happens in this in the broad economy. Yeah. All it that it requires is wealth concentration. Mm -hmm. And computer algorithms can do the whole thing. People don't even, humans don't even need to do the trading no. manipulation anymore. At this point, yeah, you can just train a computer to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there's not anything that precludes people from rigging the entire economy. And the people who yeah. are making money the fastest right now are the ones doing it. Mm -hmm. So all I'm trying to say is we need to organize to 
We need to secure a future for ourselves. We need to secure a future for our kids, for the planet in perpetuity. Uh, Things, for the first time in probably since the recession hit, things are rapidly accelerating in the wrong direction. And we have the ability to stop it, but we have to vote every single person in our way out. Vote them out? Vote every single one of them out, including the ones in Hawaii. And you know who you are. That call to action... Brought to you by Homebrew in Paradise. <laughs> Homebrew in Paradise. Seriously though, that I couldn't agree more. Ryan is 100% correct. All of that echoed going forward. That's going to be our banner, our flag flying. However, we're going to switch it up right now. We're going to take a break from politics. We've got an awesome guest coming up. Rapper, musician, Reup843 is going to join us live in the studio. He's going to do some tunes, some freestyling. We're going to hear all about his story. It's going to be awesome. We think you're going to really like it. Stick around. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Welcome back to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Our next guest, our first ever musician, is a rapper. He lives here in Hawaii, but he's repping the Palmetto State, South Carolina. He's performed all over the world. Most recently, he was at Hawaiian Brian's last month for Takashi 69s birthday party. You can find his new track, Heartless, now available on iTunes, just like our show. And his mixtape, Carolina Vibes, is dropping this July. Get it? Re-up 843. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How about yourself, man? We're I appreciate good. y'all good, having man. me, man. Thanks so much Definitely. for coming by. Okay, Definitely. so you're a first musician. No pressure. Right. Tell tell us your story. Oh uh, well, when it comes to music, I started off as a like I was like 12 years old, listening to my cousin them write. We was in like a room, and you had a tape recorder where you can just push the two buttons, the play and the record button, and we record on the tape. Yeah, man. So that's where it started. Um, like that, and then I, I used to just listen to them. They were like, "Hey, you should, you should write. I need you should write something and get on this track." So uh, once it went from there, um, I actually started taking it a lot more seriously when I got older and I got into college because it seemed like everybody rapping then. Yeah. So it was like, where'd you, know, you go was, to school? I went to Morris College in Sumter, South Carolina. Okay. You know, okay. I went there before I joined the military. You know, but we was just like killing the killing the campus. You know, and just drowning them with music. You know, and that's how we. That's how I just. It started elevating from there, so now it's just only up. Like it get better and better every time I make something different. That's awesome. How do you how do you balance? Uh, you know, that's a very unique d- day job for right. uh, for a mu- for any musician, let alone a rapper. How do you balance the work and and music and your creative side? Uh, sometimes it get difficult balancing both because you you may be tired out from uh you know the military life during the daytime, but at the same time, man, it's a it's a, a job and uh. And, you know, it, it's it's what pay the bills along with uh, the music as well. But that's my first line of uh, when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my first line of uh, my responsibility. I got to take care of my family first because that's oncoming. You know, my, that's going to always come in. But the music may not always rock the way you want it to rock. Yeah. Um, so me bouncing in and out, it actually is, uh, it's, it works out well because I, I try to do everything on the weekends. Versus during the weekdays because I have work or I have to work the next day, get up for PT early in the mornings. So, you know, I'd be tired doing all that stuff, you know. So it works out well. I do the weekends no, that's uh, when cool. it comes to music. I mean, you got to prioritize, man, when you got family, yeah. first and foremost. You got to prioritize. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to serve your country at the same time, you know, and do music. You got to prioritize. So. Yeah. So here's what uh, So here's what Wikipedia says. Area code 843 serves the eastern third of South Carolina. Covers the Grand Strand, the Low Country, the PD, and the Sand Hills. Major cities include Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Beaufort, Hilton Head Island, and Florence. But you are actually from Dillon, South Carolina. Tell us about Dillon. Uh, Dillon, South Carolina is a small city. Um, it's right on the North Carolina border. 
Um, it's actually in the midst of, uh, well, it's not like two hours away from big cities such as Charlotte, um, Columbia, places like that, and not too far from Myrtle Beach. So it's actually in a, I think it's in a good position, you know. Growing up there, is, uh, it was definitely um, uh, a humble experience growing up there because it's not like your everyday city, you know. You got a lot of different things going on there, like the violence, you know, you still experience racism. You still experience the poverty. You know, it's, it's a whole bunch of different things that go there, uh, go on in uh, Dillon, South Carolina, man, that we try to come together as a city and as as certain neighborhoods to make a change, you know, so. How's it going? Um, well, I think it's it's gotten better over time. Yeah. You know, it's gotten better over time. But, you know, just like anything, you know, you can only go up. When you've been down so long, you can only go up eventually. It's going to, yeah. yeah. everything's going to fall to the wayside and things get better. You mentioned, you know, 12 years old, you're starting out. Um, what Was there a song you heard, like, on the radio? Like, I want to do that. I used to, well, I, I would say just a song. It was like, it was like so many different artists. How old are you right me. now? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I'm 30 years old, man. 30 years old. So 12, yeah. 12 years old, that would have been in 2000. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm just trying to picture what was going on back then. That was like drama like DJ drama and like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying well, like I was juvenile. Listen, it was more like it was more like I was a I was a a, a kid that liked to listen to like a lot of Fifty Cent. Okay. I like to listen to a lot of Jay Z. I listened to Juvenile, sure, Andre Three Thousand, yeah. yeah, you know Lil Wayne, um, yeah. Nas. You know, you listen to that like new that. Uh, Nas Kanye album. I was actually listening to Nas um, last night. I was actually listening the to the new it. one. Yeah, the newest album. I was trying to listen to it yesterday and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, it just came out um, last night. So. Oh, it came out last night. Yeah. Oh, the, for some reason I thought yeah. it came out Thursday night. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. it came out last night. Yeah. How? What are your What are your initial thoughts? I'm still I'm still going through the album. Sometimes it takes uh it takes me a lot uh, a little bit of time to like like sit down and break down sure. the dialect of albums because of the music, you know. Um, and then I'm trying to. At the same time, understand everything that he's speaking, mm -hmm. you know. So it's not especially like especially Nas, man. Yeah, exactly. I would just run through the album like me. Like sometimes my wife get irritated with me because I like to listen to every song on the album. I do that too because I like the. I want to hear understand it exactly. I want to hear everything. I'm not going to just say I hate somebody's album and not listen to the well, entire album. Because the thing is, is like you. I mean, having having put together like an EP before, like you put certain songs in certain places for certain reasons. Right. Like they, it's meant to flow the exactly. whole, the whole thing's meant to flow a certain way. Yeah, it so it's like, definitely. if you don't listen to the album as it's meant to be listened to, I mean, right. the singles are great mm -hmm. and that's what everybody like remembers, but like the album itself is a lot better. It's better than the sum of its parts. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's the biggest thing that uh, a lot of August, uh, artists face today. Um, you know, like big time artists, they they only can make singles. They can't make albums because yeah. they don't put their the full effort, or they can't put their full effort into making an album because they're so caught on making every song must be a single, mm -hmm. like versus crafting something together. That's why those your, your Kendrick Lamar's, your your J Cole's, your Drakes are so successful when it comes to making albums because they know how to sit there and piece their album together and they take their time doing it. They understand the value of a B side. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like not every song can be the single. And sometimes exactly. the B-sides will be your favorite songs. It's, it's, and a lot of times it can be because of where it's placed. Exactly. Like, Definitely. I mean, it's not a hip-hop album, but like one of my favorite albums yeah. is uh, 
from 1995, I think. Third Eye Blind. It's a self-titled album. Like, I'm dating myself. I'm dating myself, y'all. Get out of here. Uh, but, like, the B-sides of that album yeah. were just as good as no, the A-sides. And if, it made me love the whole album if you're way in more. Like, if you're in Spotify and, like, a random playlist and a shuffle comes on, you expect, if you're listening to a song, you know this, you're expecting it to continue to what you know comes next on the album. And then when it doesn't, it doesn't feel right, right? right. Yeah. Right. So, what do you think about the Kanye Kid Cudi album? Uh, I actually didn't listen to it yet. What do you think about Kanye generally? Um, I'm a big, I'm a big Kanye fan. You know, what me I'm too, man. He's uh, crazy, but I love his music. Yeah, it, I, I definitely do too. Um, you know, but I just think that uh, when you when you have a certain position in the industry and yeah. and you provided your entire career off of this um, decision making or these these ways of doing things, you know, you can't go gear away from that because you got a lot of people that look up to you yeah you know so it's not like you should just switch up now you know oh like his whole donald trump thing yeah 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 like yeah, you can't I didn't do even that. mean that but that shit yeah. was crazy yeah <laughs> it was it definitely it's, was you can't yeah. switch up now yeah like, it's too many people riding with you and I'm then for you to go you. Yeah, that yeah. route it's like uh, a lot of people falling off your wagon yeah you know because they like hey you know we feel this way you should be the you divorce of the people yeah. But yeah, the people feel this way, but you're not the voice anymore because you feel this way. Mm -hmm. so. To be fair, I've been a big Kanye fan for about 10 years. I think his new album sucks, just to be <laughs> straight up. But I haven't even listened to I, it. I haven't thought it was that I didn't think it was that yeah. good. And I was pretty really? excited for it. I thought St. Pablo was a masterpiece. Yeah. Actually, I saw his last show before he had the meltdown. He was really? in Atlanta. Uh, he did the whole show. It was insane. And then like two nights later, he was in Sacramento and walked off stage and then canceled the whole tour. But that was... It was a sick show. I mean, he was it was insane, man. Like the whole like floating platform above the crowd. Yeah, it was sick. Well, you know, uh, you know what song definitely does not suck. What's that? Uh, your new single, Heartless. That's right. Indeed, so, indeed. Tell us, tell us about this one. We're gonna play a little bit about. Tell, yeah. uh, tell us about it first. Hold on, let's play a clip real quick. Okay. That's all I ever do, know the truth, cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. All right, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so the you know the heartless it came about like through experiences in life, you know what I'm saying. So which made me the man I am today, like the women, the money, the different things I experienced, you know. So I don't deal with them the same as everybody else, you know. So it kind of like made me heartless mm. because of the things I went through, um, in life where it came to. Like I said, the women, money, cars, you know, the you know, the lavish things, people, you know, just I just it's it's harder it's I have trust issues at the end of the day. Sure. I got you. So that made me the, the way I am today. That's how Heartless came about. Yeah. What came first, the the lyrics or the beat? Well the beat came first. The beat came first and then I, after just listening to the beat and just like vibing with the beat, I just automatically I was like this gonna be a hit single. You know, I just kept vibing with the beat and just listening to the beat. Yeah, I, that hook I already is know good, what, man. That yeah. hook's real good. I just want—I already know what cadence I'm gonna use, and that's and that's how I went. And then I created. I was like, you know what? I got to make this even better than before um, by creating a catchy hook. Yeah, because that's what's important nowadays. Like yeah. everybody want everybody, even if they don't know your song, your lyrics that, and your song. That's what I've been so surprised by. Like why Migos got big, why Future got big, why because like that mumble rap, like. Yeah. there's no hooks in any of it it's just like i mean they're like i mean future's got like molly percocet like don't get me wrong like that's like that's a super catchy hook even if you don't like it but like it's not nearly as hook oriented as like 
the stuff that came right before it. Like it was like we we made this weird pivot into. Did you see the thing? Sorry, to, sorry to take this in a different direction. Did you see the thing like when Tiger Woods got pulled over and like this talk screen was like alcohol, Xanax, like uh, Vicodin, blah, blah blah blah. Somebody said like, just add a beat. That's a future song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying like, I I like what you're doing because you actually created like something for people to remember the song by, other than just yeah. like I don't know weird mumbling sounds. Yeah, your stuff is pretty trappy though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like you know I I had a a, a life before the military. You know I had a life. Before enough, the said, we don't have to talk enough said. Enough said. Enough <laughs> said. Yeah. I had a life before the military. We've all had lives. Yeah. You know. What I mean? So I love that this is like you know growing up watching behind the music. I was like, yeah. I could do that. I could, talk yeah. to, I could be the interviewer. Like I definitely no, couldn't I be mean, the musician, but being from being from Montgomery, Alabama, like you, things happen. Yeah, things yeah. happen. Like yeah. you know things about things, and oh, like, yeah. you know that's all that needs to be said. Now, uh, you perform. You performed out here with uh, Takashi Six Nine. Now that's a big deal, man. Even uh, listeners, even if you don't know his music, he's definitely a character. So you know his uh, aesthetic. Aesthetic is the his persona. His persona. So what's the, what's that dude like? Um, you know what's what's funny is uh. You know, he's not like people would think he is like on like Instagram like and crazy. videos. Yeah, he's not he don't act like that at all in person. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Um just a like normal dude, dude covered yeah, in <laughs> he's just a normal person. Like he's actually mad chill. Um, you know, being around the guy. It's like he mad chill and you know it, actually the whole camp is cool. You know, I chill with them the whole time they was here. That's awesome. You know, but the whole camp is cool actually. That's awesome, man. Have you been following uh, like the thing going on with him and Chief Keef? Uh, I'll glance at every now and then. I like, you know, that's that's between them. I mean, yeah. people, that's that street stuff. You know, you gonna handle it the way you you feel like you need to handle it. You know, right then and there. You know, but I that's I can't me doing music and stuff like that. I ain't with all that beef type yeah. stuff. You know, there, you there's know, no. I, I mean, you kind of realize. I I mean, so. Uh, down south there is a rapper who was getting real popular from from my hometown named doby mm -hmm. and uh the guy was like he was a legend and he was like he was definitely like next big thing oh yeah man he, he was big he was like his gimmick like he was like missing an eye so he had this eye patch he was huge his raps were super good and uh and he was really big about anytime he would get money he would go back to his to his neighborhood and he would like help people out so everybody loved this guy but like him and this one guy have been beefing for a long time. And one night he was he was doing a show in Montgomery. Somebody ran up in the club and bah, 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 got him three times and Dobie's been dead. And it's like that stuff, people take it so seriously. And they take it, it's, to me, it seems like, because I've, I've, it's not the first time that's happened in my hometown. I mean, no. uh, you remember Deuce Comrades mm -hmm. riding, smoking? Yep. That guy got shot in the mall. He got shot at the mall in my hometown because like, Jesus. there's some guys like it's like when you can fight with people and then if you're equal it's okay but then when you're way above them they feel like they got to go really hard to like get back at you yeah. and so i that, that well, i don't know i don't mess around with that takashi uh he flew chief keeps baby mama to new york city and took her on a shopping spree to gucci that's that's most, next level man yeah he better watch his back oh, what about um the drake and push a t thing i know you mentioned drake yeah. earlier but like yeah. what you, thoughts on that like those He's, this that, man, he's trying to, he's, you're trying to burn his, his not, inroads okay, into the industry here. I, I think, I think the beef was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was definitely dope. It was definitely dope. Um, both are great, uh, talented lyrics, yeah. uh, lyric, lyrical artists. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, what I love to hear is some more Drake. 
I would definitely want to hear a response. Good, man. Yeah. yeah. But you know, push it. The Degrassi music yeah. video. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear a response, you know, but you know, with uh with uh Jay Prince squashing yeah. all that and stuff like that. And then sometimes that's what it needs because, you know, like like we've lost legends before yeah. due to reasons like that. Yeah, because that's no need, man. people going below the belt. Yep. You know, when you start going below the belt, it's no more it's it's no more music talk. Yeah. That's exactly you know? what, what Jay Prince said. Like you when you this kind of disrespect you're about to yeah. enter like the biggie situation, the Tupac situation. Yeah. You know? Who's your biggest influences right now, you feel like musically? Um my biggest musical influences right now probably be your drakes your your kendrick lamar's your yeah. j cole's yeah um i mean those guys are at the top of their game yeah i listen to uh a lot of different artists actually that's I, that's what makes i think that's what make my music so unique because mm -hmm. i'm able to you know like change up with the generation at the same time put the lyrical spin on it because j cole yeah. You mentioned that we were talking before. You're in Honolulu now. You're in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Jay Cole's yeah. from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposedly also like a he was like a basketball legend back there. A yeah. guy could he could really hoop, is what they yeah, say. I yeah, I don't know if he was a basketball. I never heard he was a basketball. Yeah, legend they say ever. he was like super good, like played in college I'm, and everything. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I think he went up to like St. John's or something like that. Yeah, something like that wow. sounds yeah, right. New yeah. York. Yeah. He was supposed to be like a really good basketball player. And um, two chains played college ball too. I think. Titty boy. Yeah, titty boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man you know if like you gotta imagine like if you if you were like what's my rapper name gonna be and it's like 2004 and you're like titty boy and everybody's like oh hell yeah <laughs> and then like 2011 comes around and you're like what's your rapper name you're like titty boy it's like i mean you, you don't have it it's like uh, you know what? let's just go with two chains now let's just let's just rebrand yeah um, yeah uh what's your favorite show you've ever played uh that's a tough one i think probably the best show that i think i've ever uh Performed that was probably be uh, Marlboro County High School. You know, there's a lot of different kids there. I gotta, you know, target a younger younger audience and provide some positivity That's for awesome, Black History man. Month. Before I came out here, it was for Black History Month. I performed in front of the high school. That's awesome, you know, man. Dope, so Marlboro County, where is that? That's in in Marlboro County. Where Fayetteville? Is no, that, I mean, in, uh, sorry, Marlboro it's County, North yeah, Carolina, it's South, South Carolina. Carolina. South, is South that Carolina. is that near where Dylan is? Yep, it's not that far from Dylan. Okay, yeah, it's not okay. that far from Dylan. Very so, cool, man. That's awesome. It was like. 2,000 kids out there so it was definitely dope you know it was a great and humbling experience yeah. you know so growing up where I grew up it's one of the most segregated towns in the country mm -hmm. I mean you know how it is right coming from Dillon like because yeah. you probably live if if Dillon is not segregated in itself you've probably been somewhere where it's super segregated mm -hmm. like white people and black people they don't go to the same stores they don't eat at the same restaurants they don't the go church. to the same schools yep. same churches nothing exactly um and then you add to that that like uh, when you look at media, all of the positive characters, everybody's white, right? Like, uh, so the other day, a couple, I say the other day, a couple of months ago, I'm sitting in the movie theater watching Black Panther and I'm just like, I'm like almost in tears thinking about like what this means for people. Yeah. Like the kids that, that I went to school with that like, who never saw any, they never yep. saw a positive, they never yeah. saw a black superhero before. Exactly. Yeah. Can't like, as we're at this time in like culture where uh where those experiences are coming more to the forefront where representation is happening more and more mm -hmm. uh as a man who comes from what you said is like a rough area in south carolina where you know right. things happen and we don't talk about them like right. can you tell can you speak a little bit on that 
Well, that's something. Seeing uh, like things like that come into uh, intuition, it's actually uh, it's great for um, for our culture. You know, when it, at the end of the day, because you don't see a lot of that. You don't see a lot of uh, black superheroes, even when you come. Even when it comes to like a baby doll at Walmart, you yeah. know. It's stuff. white babies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the same thing. Like, you know, even it's, it's so many different things that we notice that we don't see and we don't look at it the same way, even though it's not a it's not that we feel this type of way, certainly just for only our race. Yeah. It's that we want the same equal rights like, as finally, everybody else. Like, yeah. dang, even, you know, OK, can we can we see a a a, a, a colored or a, a mixed or a black Gerber baby, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, you 100%. know. So it's like it's it's very important to do these things because at the end of the day, you gotta you want the people that's growing up, you know, the little kids that's this black and don't really know what's going on in the world to be able to experience like, hey, I had this when I was a kid. You yeah, know, they they want to see something different. You know, you got to show them differently, and that's and that's the issue. So it was great to bring out these things. Uh, with the black presidents and stuff like that. It gives people hope. It gives our culture hope. It just made me think about it because you're talking about performing for Black History Month. And I'm just like, I mean, I remember growing up and it's it's kind of a tired cliche now, but I remember growing up, like a lot of my black friends would be like, the only way I'm going to make it out is to be either an athlete or a rapper. And like you're showing, you're at Marlboro County High School and you're showing all these kids, like you can be a rapper but you can also join the military and, exactly. and put food on the table. Like exactly. you can, you can do what you love and pursue yeah. music as as uh, a hobby or hopefully a profession one day that you're right. doing full time and balling out of control. Exactly. But like you can also just have like a normal life. Like you're worthy of that. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to just like hope that you hit yeah. hit the home run. Yeah. yeah. And then otherwise you're going to be living with grandma until you're you know yeah, you don't have to become a statistic. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, you can pursue your passion. You can. Yeah. Yeah. It just sorry. I I mean I know that's not. I know we're talking about music, but we talk a yeah. lot about like music is more than music, you know. And I'm sure you understand that more than most. Uh, movies are more than movies. TV is more than TV. It's all about like the representation of what you're saying, not just to your own like specific cultures, but to the broader country. Like right. here is what our culture is as a exactly. as a nation, especially at this point in our in our in our history when we've had such a profound shift. Yeah, backlash. Speaking of you know going back talking to the youth. Uh, if you could go back and, and talk to your younger self, what what advice would you give yourself about rap, about life, about anything, anything, anything at all? The things that I know now, I, I definitely do a lot of uh, things differently. You know, um, you know, I, to be honest, I actually didn't know I'd be in the military. To be honest, uh, I, I started out. Um, I was a I, I played well in the high school when it comes to basketball too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're a big dude. Yeah, I was so, looking at those hands. I was like, that yeah. hand, that man. <laughs> so, when I shook your hand, it was like it was like a yeah. baby shaking a like a so, giant man's hand, but like Andre I, I, a Giant. I've or something. done a lot of different things, man. But like going back and talking to my younger self, yeah, um, I would tell him to do a lot of different things differently. I wouldn't, I wouldn't indulge in, you know, the selling the the marijuana selling and, you know, the wrong things that I've done in life. You know, I'm not gonna speak on. I wouldn't indulge in that. But I would show him show him the right way like i have a 10 year old son yeah so i definitely teach him the right way as well awesome you know and then i have another child on the way who i don't know congratulations the yet man. appreciate it i don't know the gender yet until next saturday when we do the reveal That's but awesome, yeah man. yeah but uh <laughs> hoping for a girl um I'm, I'm just i'm just gonna be blessed either way whatever the gender is i don't i don't really care smart you know? man smart yeah. man uh, so i just be blessed either way but i definitely um 
definitely a lot of different things I would change um, and and have a different mentality about, you know, with the way I handle things growing up because I didn't have all of the positivity that I needed in my life sure, growing yeah. up, you know. Like, my biological father wasn't really there, in yeah. my, present in my life like that. Yeah. Um, but my stepdad was when I was in high school. So I think he, you know, it, it was a problem. It was probably a little bit too late by that time because I'm already, I'm probably, I'm already the man of the house. Yeah. You yeah. know, when we met, you know, so I'm on my way out the house. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and then I went, went to college. I didn't, I wasn't really home at during college, and then I went to the military after that. So I kind of like, kind of like raised myself after a while, you know. Gotcha. And then the military changed. Been in the military, it's like it's a, it's actually a great thing because it changed your mind differently, you know, uh, a certain way when it comes to making decisions in life. Mm-hmm. It definitely changes your mind and open up your eyes to a lot of different things. So you're not, so you're not just biased to certain opinions. Yeah. You have an open mind and an open heart about things. So, what are the differences? Had you ever been to Hawaii before you PCS out here? No. What are the differences that you noticed whenever <laughs> you got here? <laughs> It's a it's a lot of differences out here. It's beautiful out here, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's probably the best location I would stay in. I'm Did you ever imagine when you're enlisting in the military, like, yeah, I'm gonna get in Hawaii? Yeah, well, you're not, like, I'm hoping for it, but like, well, not when when I first came to the military, I wasn't thinking about Hawaii until actually my last uh, when I was in Fayetteville. Yeah, that's when I started thinking about Hawaii. I was thinking about either Hawaii or Alaska. Mm. Alaska, yeah, that's two different places, man. It it, it definitely is, but a but lot it, in common, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely two different places. Hot, you know, hot and cold, but yeah. So how much how much longer do we have you here for in Hawaii? Um, well, I'm I'm supposed to be here for at least two more years. So okay, at least two more years. So you got any shows coming up? Anything anywhere people can check you out? Well, I actually have a show tonight at the vault. Um, um for the bag boys event they have an event going on it's like south versus everybody else oh man it sucks because this ain't gonna come out till wednesday yeah. you know what we'll do we'll rep it on our we'll put it on our twitter and on our instagram yeah. and on our facebook that if yeah, somebody so wants we'll, to come see you yeah so we'll be at the, i'll be at south the versus everybody huh yeah how many south how many southern boys you got uh well i don't i, don't, I actually don't know you yeah. know i just get hit up with them um by the main guy jair it's a rap show yeah no, it's not. Well, it's just a, a actual, just a, a party. Oh, okay. A party of with me. Well, you know the with, Southern boys yeah. are gonna win that. Yeah, with yeah. me, you know. That's why it's Southern versus everybody, because like otherwise, it's gonna I'm, take yeah. everybody to bring us down. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. South Florida again. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that now. All right. So one last thing. Would you mind giving us a little freestyle, a little taste of something? Acapella. Yeah, sure. Definitely got you. Um, got my city on my back. Hope you understand. On track like Amtrak, snapping when I can. I do it for my niggas, not the fucking gram. Never shook, but nines pop like a soda can. A real soldier at his best, word to Uncle Sam. Slaughter any beef, but I don't fuck with the ham. I got homies that'll pull up, hundred round clips. Funeral flowers at your door, I'm not the florist. I'm deep in this game, who wants some more of this? Nuclear bombs for bars, I go to war with it. You can't take what I dish, I do a chore with this. Fade to black like Jay and I caught his bitch. Been drinking brown all day, but drink. <laughs> Yo, re up, re up, re up, eight four three. Okay, announcement. Will you, will you stick around for our shout outs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely got you. Bro. All right, all announcement right. to all future guests. Uh, you're not gonna top that. Nah, every, we're gonna try and make everybody freestyle <laughs> from <laughs> now on out. <laughs> it's not you, gonna go Lieutenant, well. Lieutenant Governor candidate, you are going to freestyle for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, re up eight four three Blue we'll Hawaii right podcast. Back. We'll be right back with our shout outs. 
Shout outs. Shout out time. What we got? Well, shout out numero uno. Shout out to Pearl City's Sunshine Fontes for scoring a goal in the United States soccer team's 3-2 win over Mexico Tuesday to win the 2018 CONCACAF Women's Under-17 Championship. Fontes, a senior-to-be for the Chargers in 2019, scored her fifth goal of the tournament. She previously scored two in the USA's 10-1 win versus Bermuda. That's a bona fide ass-whooping, as well as in the semifinal against Haiti. Her five goals tied her for the tournament's leading goal scorer with Haiti's Melchi Dumanet. Local girl doing big things, man. Big things. Shout out to Artist of the Month, Ari Irwin. You've seen her artwork all over our Instagram page. We're going to keep posting it up. It's It's, cool. it's amazing. Yeah, it's cool she's, as hell. She's a Japanese-American artist, originally from Japan. Uh, she uses pen and color pencil as her primary medium. Does a lot of like really cool, surreal, abstract things with lots of interesting colors and like shapes and just textures of things like it's just very cool art uh, yeah. i think she sells prints so if you're interested get at her on instagram she's tagged in every single photo uh that we've posted so find her holler at her and uh see if she'll sell you some of her art and i know we we mentioned this at the top of the show um, i'm just going to give one more shout out to the nigeria super eagles on their amazing shirts uh wardrobe aesthetic they are currently playing croatia right now let's dial in on the score real quick see an update it is currently Croatia two, Nigeria, no. So that's, that's disappointing. But anyway, that's not good. They look, they look damn good doing it. I'm yep. sure. I'd rather <laughs> look good losing than look bad winning. That's not true. Well, Croatia's got. They look good too. Yeah. Well, you know that's not important. Moving on. Rio, you got any shout outs, man? Yeah, I got a lot of shout outs. Actually. Who you got? You know, uh, shout out Anthony Calaxton, um for all the album cover work. What's the album title? Uh, Carolina Vibes. Is Carolina the, uh, Vibes. Yeah. That's When's that. it dropping? It's dropping July 27th. Actually, that's my birthday as well. So, Looking at the so, album artwork already, it looks real good, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, yeah. bro. <laughs> Who else you got? Um, shout out uh, my studio engineers, Bobby and uh, Malachi. Um, here, they located here. Well, uh, Bobby's located here, and then uh, Malachi is lo- located in uh, Texas, uh, Austin, Texas. And uh, some of my special friends, uh, Hazel Lee and uh, Rose Burgundy from Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, uh, Dutch is a pretty in ink. They used to be on Black Ink, um, New York. Um, Street King, Empire, 45. Uh, Cat Daddy, uh, uh, Nige Magazine in UK. Uh, the label, Salumi Records, Salumi Entertainment. Um, my street team, Talia and Ace Boogie. Military Fresh Network, uh, the Hawaii Five-0. Um, the Great FM, my Achoke family. Uh, my city, Dillon, South Carolina, and both the North and South Carolina. And then, you know, shout out to my family here on island and my family back at the house. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, man. So, right on, man. Re-up did it right with the shout outs. Yeah. I feel like we need to do rapid fire shout outs now. Yo, I'm also <laughs> thinking, what if, uh, what if maybe every episode, because I think we should do it for this one. We, I want to play, is it okay if we play Heartless as the play out music on this episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm thinking like, what if every episode we uh we played out with like a different a different artist or like an artist of the month you know yeah. what i mean like we're doing it on instagram yeah. let's do that let's play out every episode is it okay if we use some more stuff of yours oh, yeah, maybe for this yeah. month all definitely. right so for the rest of this month our play out music is going to be re-up uh folks if you're out there and you know somebody who would be uh a good candidate for some play out music for local us, artists local, local artists. artists is always preferable yep. uh get at us get at us on instagram at uh blue hawaii podcast uh at tw- on twitter at the, uh blue hawaii pod yep. uh email us blue hawaii pod at gmail.com 
however you want to get in touch let us know do it so Bria, we mentioned uh, every show every guest we asked for a restaurant rec and right. you said it's easy you got it yeah let's hear it so my restaurant rec will be uh saggio's Italian restaurant. Yeah, you're like the yeah. third person to mention a Which, uh, which location or any of them? Um, actually, I think the best one is probably the one uh, located in the Alamo and uh, Mall. Yeah, Alamo has got a good one. That's yeah. the one I've been to before. Yeah. The ambiance is cool down there too. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find sometimes. It is. The first Especially time I went it, there, I walked around that mall like four times looking yeah. for that restaurant because it's like they got construction going on mm-hmm. all the time over there on their side. Oh, yeah, so it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. Man. Like I got to drive all, outside of the daggone garage yeah. to go to this location like it's too what, much what about uh what about i give you one more best restaurant that you have either been to in the world because you've traveled a lot in your in your line of work or favorite restaurant back home in dillon south carolina my favorite restaurant back home in dillon south carolina that's tough I think I get uh I think I catch a, a bullet if I if I say a restaurant <laughs> back at home. Pressure, pressure. <laughs> I think I catch a bullet if I say the wrong restaurant back. We can do more than one. We can um, if we want to split the if, baby. If, you, if you're trying to if you're trying to save your own family <laughs> yeah, now, hey, you, can, you can mention a few. King, don't get me wrong. King Solomon, you know maybe into. I don't have a favorite restaurant back at home. You know, that's a man. That's a man that's trying know, to save his own hey, life right there. Yeah. It's nothing like family food. You know what I mean? It's nothing like family food. All right, know, all right. Grandmother and stuff. Favorite favorite thing that the family's making. They're coming over. Because I feel like a lot of people don't really know how we get down down south. Yeah, you got a, You got a family a family cookout barbecue. What are they bringing? What's your What's your go to that you're like? I hope somebody brings this. Well, you know, if my grandmother bring that fried chicken, I just mm. grandma can fr- fry some chicken and some mm. some collard greens. Oh hell yeah! Oh man, you're literally. I, I didn't eat breakfast. I'm getting so hungry man. right now. What about <laughs> uh? You, we always had I always had that one aunt that would bake the macaroni and cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that baked yeah, macaroni that and cheese. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. that's. Yo, have you had the uh, salt and vinegar fried chicken? Because you're out, you're out on the west side area, right? Where Where you yeah, live? I'm over now uh, by Tripler. Okay, by Tripler. Yeah. So somewhere out in Eva Beach, somebody introduced me to this last week. Salt and vinegar fried chicken. Salt and vinegar fried chicken. I seen that in Foodland, like. That somewhere. stuff was. Do you like salt and vinegar chips? No, I don't. Well, then don't so, try it. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not gonna try it. Yo, it is <laughs> sounds so disgusting. You like you like pickle chips? Huh? You like pickle chips? I don't. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard of pickle chips, Josh? Yes. Yeah. Have you really? Yes. You're making that up. It's did seems I, pretty seems pretty self-explanatory. Did I tell you about them? I've had them. You've had chips flavored like pickles? No, I've had pickles that were made into chips. This man didn't even yeah. know. You, you've had pickle chips, right? The, no, I don't eat those. I've seen. But them. you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the flavor. Yeah, it's the it's like salt yeah, and vinegar, but for yeah, yeah. the way I always describe like it, it's deal, like salt like and vinegar, but for poor people. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we grew up eating. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, uh, so my restaurant shout out. Uh, I got two. We haven't done them in a couple weeks, so I, I got. I've been saving these up. Los Chaparros, where I went to drown my feelings after the Champions League final. All right. Uh, and Old Spaghetti Factory, which is back open at Aloha Tower. The developers may have stolen Ward Warehouse from us. Thank you, Kakaako. But we'll have the last laugh with okay. our <laughs> generic Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I went to that one. I went to the the uh, old, new Old Spaghetti Factory. It's good. The new Old Spaghetti Factory. It's good, man. I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it, it does the trick. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, it's no Asagio's, but it no. was it was all Definitely right. Definitely not. No. 
Um, you got one? Yeah, mine's this week's going to be... Pickle chips, more disgusting chicken. Look, <laughs> if you gave not... me a lunch right now of pickle chips and salt and vinegar fried chicken, uh, I would crush it. And Riop would walk out that door. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would be able to stomach the smell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. mine this week is uh, Umeke Market. It's uh, downtown on uh, Bishop Square. Uh, it is a... Uh, vegetarian only restaurant i've been trying to do this vegetarian thing lately i'm trying to lose a little bit of weight and uh i went in there this week and got uh kalo curry Ooh, yo it was it was real good my only downside about umeke market is they only serve brown rice and i do not like brown rice that much but it's, it's i still eat it. it's healthy yeah. i know it's it is i know it is you, I, know, yeah. I know i know y'all i know i know <laughs> suck it up bro i'm trying man i'm trying that's why i went i, I forced myself <laughs> to do it uh, yeah, it's really good though. I mean, you go in there, it's pretty reasonably priced. I think it's like, uh, you probably get on there eleven fifty, maybe $12 to get like two scoops of rice and two like big entrees. The portions are good. Um, very friendly people. And it's all made with like, it's all made sustainably with like local ingredients. So I was, uh, I was very happy with my experience there. Um, Anything else, Re-Up? Any final thoughts? Any last words of wisdom? Anything else you want to share? Anything folks? you say your next shows or your next uh, your next event is tonight at the party. What about right. after that? You got any got any shows lined up? Um, well, I got some things uh, pending. I yeah, actually, what's up? Uh, uh, we got we're working on a fashion show over in uh, in South Carolina um, coming up in July. Probably going to happen on my birthday as well. So yeah, the same awesome. day as my uh, project dropping. Um, we'll be doing a fashion Big show in Florence, South Carolina, promoting the Carolina vibes. Very cool. So awesome. throughout the whole fashion show, they'll be playing my whole album. Um, people be coming out doing their, you know, they're strutting their runway. You I know, like it. If people want to buy your album, how how are they gonna buy? It? Or are it's you... gonna be on all musical platforms. Okay, like so Spotify. It's gonna be Spotify, iTunes, okay. Tidal. Um, Google and are, Play. And you're releasing it for for basically you're, there. It's free to stream. It's free to stream. Okay. It's free to stream. All right. You, no, you heard it. Apple no excuse. Music. <laughs> if, if people want to find you, how do they how do they get in touch with you? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? I, if you want to find me, Reup843, everything. You can just type it in, Google it. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. You know, my YouTube channel, even my Facebook music page. And I'm always answering questions. You know, people always hit me up on there. So definitely uh, just hit me up anywhere you want to. Reup843. We'll be right. sharing We'll be sharing more of his music this week, listeners. And like we said, uh, he'll be taking us month. out the rest of the month. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go out one more time. Heartless. Heartless. One more time. Hell yeah. uh, folks, by the way, listen to the podcast. We love that you're listening to it. Uh, make sure that you like us on Facebook. Uh, rate us on iTunes. That really, really helps a lot. It helps us with our SEO. Uh, also, leave a review, even if it's just like, we like it, or even if it's we hate it. Don't leave we hate it, though. Leave we like it. Uh, even if you hate it, leave we like it. That's what I'm trying to say. Just say we like the podcast. Rate us on iTunes. Share. Subscribe. Do that. Just help us out here. Help us out. One more time. Reup843. Thank you so much for coming down, man. Here's Heartless. Right, thanks for having us. I can't be sweating no bitch. Point a nigga to the back. Him, my mama want a belly. Gotta hold my brothers down. Cause niggas rash like Mickey. How your block so real? Remind me of Walt Disney. Uh, Arm reach for the fam. Choke hold for the enemies. Knocked out for a knocked out. Homie, don't get it twisted. Water whipping with the wrist. Treat the booth like the kitchen. Used to dream about a chicken. But never did I get the picture. Uh, pour the in in a cup. I, I, I can never get enough. 
up. Extend those with the stick. Hip we need to pull up. Yeah, nigga from the mud. Leave body in the mud. Blood and money on my mind. Dollar sign for the visit. Nigga staying in the way. Homicide just to get it. Can never buy a nigga lot. It's small bait for the fishes. Hip tuck with a knife. Anybody that can get it. Whoa, first in the hell, I didn't know you. They don't know what you've been through. Ain't got time for the bullshit. I don't know about you. Too many tears from the pain. Realize they true. That's all I ever do, know the truth. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Oh, got married to the money. But now I'm fucking all the bitches. Call a left for an Uber before you try to catch feelings. No became none the feeling. Paralyzed to your feelings. Can care less how you feel it. Soon time mean business. Love the trap, I ain't tripping. Pay the way for a ticket. Niggas sending fake shots. Real niggas come and get them. I used to be dead broke. Yeah, I know it's been a minute. Yet I still got bills. That's why I hustle for the riches. Been a man for a minute. You can't tell me what I can't do. So concerned how I did it. Cause you know you need a bag too. Species isn't just a living. Forget the haters, don't forget it. And try to knock me off my pivot. Hang buzz until I get it. Can tell a slip from the slizzard. Hard cold from the blizzard. Blowing smoke like a wizard. I ain't broke, can't fix it. Yeah, nigga on a mission. Never burn, build bridges. Spending money like a fidget. And boomerang when I spin it. First of the L, I didn't know you. They don't know what you've been through. Ain't got time for the bullshit. I don't know about you. Too many tears from the pain. Realize they true. That's all I ever do, know the truth. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Oh, got pretty bitches that be really with it. Tell them come and get it, I be with it. Yeah, I be tween tween when a minute baby skip through your lane like my nigga fillet. Never double cross like religion. Learn the game, they don't get it. Consistency, inconsistency. No need to check to pay attention. Uh, niggas losing, bitches choosing. But you still don't get it. Yeah, they hate, then I'm winning. Despite the jewels that I've given. Gotta blame it on the system. Your OG ain't assistant. I be politicking, not a politician. These words of wisdom, hope you're listening. Hit a nigga with the pump fake and get the drop on a nigga. Nine million convert with me, drop the top on a nigga. Red bean niggas lurking, put the stop to a nigga. Shorty y'all on my line, wanna put the top to a nigga. Real nigga so official, your transcripts unofficial. You ain't built for this shit. Great value with the tissue. Home target like a missile. Hustle down to the gristle. Niggas handing out fake love when they ain't really with you. First of the L, I didn't know you. They don't know what you've been through. Ain't got time for the bullshit. I don't know about you. Too many tears from the pain. Realize they true. That's all I ever do. Know the truth. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Cause I'm heartless. I'm heartless. Yeah, I'm heartless.